I don't believe in change because character isn't constant. Bro, knowledge is power. I am happy with who I am. God is never late. Criticize privately. Don't judge. Just look the other way. I don't want people to decide what winning means for me. I'm kind of good at knowing Knowledge is power. Wait for God to bless you. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you very much for doing this. Uh, we can start now. It's Women Empowerment Month, March, and today, March 8, is International Women's Day. So we're going to be talking in regards to International Women's Day. Today, uh, today is hashtag GHT choose to challenge, if I'm not mistaken. So before we start, uh, you guys can just... Tell me what you're choosing to challenge, be it today or tomorrow or this coming year or the coming five years or in your lifetime or whatever. What are you choosing to challenge so that you see a change in in the oppression of women in different areas of the society? my equal rights for both men and women and empowerment kuakazi. So yeah, before we start, can you guys just tell me Kanapani what you're choosing to challenge Kanapasina Tongoskiba to end up next? So for now, can you please tell me what you guys are choosing to challenge in order to see a change in the empowerment of women? Guys, I'm Chenge. I'm a journalist and I'm from Shishamani. Hi people, I am Robin. I'm 27 going on 28 real soon and uh, 30 fast approaching i am a activist i am a promoter i am a marketer i am a lot of things <laughs> i'm not confined to one specific thing but um yeah uh currently uh living in gueru I'm from here as well, yeah. Anyway, to skip the introduction, my name is Stephen. I stay in Gweru. Recently finished my degree in law use it. I occasionally write, whether it be prose, poetry, song, performing, uh, which call this, um, spoken word poetry. It's for music, that's just me. Right, so what I would like to challenge personally uh, in the next five years is the narrative that revolves around the fact that women are not equal to men. And the standpoint in which I would like to challenge it is how society has always viewed that um, for us to strike a balance, what we have to do is to tell our women that they have to do everything that a man can do. So what it seems to me like is society subconsciously still worships men as the bar it still puts them at the pedestal they still are at a position of power and they are still at a position of envy it's like when we're growing up and our mothers are telling us you should be like this person what they are saying is you are less than that person 
so if you go about this narrative saying that women should be able to do anything that a man can do if we just continue whispering that what we're basically saying is women should strive hard to not work within their means but to work to become like men which is why when women go into a male environment they basically turn into men in some cases and then they lose their femininity and i think being feminine is an added advantage for women in most cases and this is how i'd like to prove it let's say you've got a woman who's heading a corporate a, a big corporate company and she's in a position whereby she's able to hone her um, emotional intelligence what we have here is a, it's, 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 it's a stronghold we have a person who basically can perform much better than a man in my perspective and why would i say such a thing women generally are good at nurturing things which is why women are primarily responsible for taking care of children because they are better nurturers than men they do that way 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 better so if you give a person who is a, a woman a position as a manager where they have to handle the day-to-day -day, uh, business of a company I personally think if they are trained adequately in terms of their emotional intelligence, they will do way better than a man because it is intrinsic in them to nature things. And they are able, they are multitaskers, they are better multitaskers by men by far. So they are able to hold and grab so many tasks in the company all at once without being overwhelmed. And maybe someone might get offended by saying that they need to train their emotional intelligence, their EQ. Um, I'm not trying to use a stereotype, but... I think people who have been in the corporate industry understand this, that there's been a history of so many women trying to get to the top and the only way they've managed to get to the top was having a hard exterior and having to be hard in order to get their jobs done. I believe that that stereotype should actually be removed, not by men, but by women themselves. They should be in a position of using their natural biological composition to get things done. They don't have to be hard like men. Men are the ones who are supposed to be hard, harsh and cruel inside the workplace. The women can get along fine by using their natural charm. They are naturally charming and they can get ahead using that. But when I say charming, I'm not saying that we should uh, condone certain um, immoral acts that are happening of late. And that's why I say the empowerment of women should not be done in the narrative of us continuing to have a position of putting the man as the uh, thing that we should look forward to or the prototype. Women should be empowered in a way that they become stronger in their skins without having to emulate what the man does in order for him to get his success. Wow. Uh, thanks, bro. Thanks, Gavo, uh, for the input. Uh, I like that one. I really love that one. I hadn't even considered it or heard about it from anyone else. Could women must strive to be the best they can be, not strive to be like the man who's besides them. Like, we really need to do away with that narrative. I'm with you on that one. Thank you very much for, for like the input. Yawapa, yo, yo. It's, I feel like it's a very good thing we should empower women in a way they should strive to be the best they can be not to strive to be better than the man who is beside them who is besides them because at some point it might not it might not be their best they might like 
instead of being empowered to be themselves and be free in doing what they want to do. So thank you very much for that contribution. I would also want to agree on that. Like, I think it's high time that women stop trying to act like men. Because honestly speaking, we were not created equally. I know women don't like hearing this, but let's just look at physical strength. It's no secret that men are much stronger than women. Instead, when we're created, we're created to be complementary. Where men are hard and harsh, women are soft and nurturing and charming, <laughs> like he said. So let's rather complement each other than be in competition with each other. You know, it doesn't make me less valuable to anything, you know, especially in the corporate world. Just because I'm a woman, I come in heels to work, I'm all, I'm wearing a full face of makeup and then I have to go home, take care of the kids. It doesn't make me any less valuable as compared to someone who's in the office at 6 a.m. and leaves at midnight just because they don't have anything else to do. So yeah, women should rather stop trying to be like men but just be the best they can be, you know, with what they were given, with what they have. We can also, you know, change the world in heels and makeup. Um, I'm choosing to challenge patriarchy, particularly the issue of submission, that women must submit to men. Because I believe that submission goes against everything that has to do with independence. When you're independent, you are free to make your own choices. You are free to do whatever you like. You're free to think for yourself. So in terms of political, uh, psychological, you know, education and what, oh, everything. Women, they need to be independent. When you're independent, you're empowered. When you're empowered, you're independent. So I'm choosing to challenge patriarchy, particularly the issue of submission. Uh, so I would like to challenge the confinement brought about by the different roles that uh, society has given um, each individual according to, uh, you know, your gender, your sex. And so I feel that all the issues that have to do with oppression, suppression, abuse are coming from a place of because you have been assigned this, you are just stuck, confined to that specific space. That is the only space that you are expected to occupy and you cannot occupy anything beyond what you have been classified as. And as a result, women cannot be empowered if they're just confined to this one region of society where they're expected to just stay there in this little corner with these roles that they do, be it whatever, taking care of the home or whatever. Those little roles, they've just boxed women in. And as a result, they don't have as many opportunities or they're not given the chances that men are given so that is what i want to challenge going forward 
This week, this issue of independence has been heavy on my mind because I'm also a woman who is currently unemployed and living under my parents' roof. And I have really felt the lack of independence harder, especially um, last year leading up to this year, because you really have no control over the decisions that are made around you. Um, when you are under someone else's care and society has all these expectations of you and your family has these roles that they've given you and they say you are the one that does the cleaning, the cooking, the you just stay here, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> so I, I absolutely agree that empowerment um, and independence they run synonymous you cannot speak of empowerment uh, when somebody is not independent when someone is uh, tied to the shackles of their family their uh, relatives their society when you're tied to such shackles they can be really uh, they can really have a hold on you and grip you and just run with you and you will just be pulled in every direction with no control over it, with no control over the, the decisions made around you, no control over um, how people treat you and speak to you and see you. And for some of us, <laughs> if you are the last born, people will just be like, Moana, and you don't go anywhere or do anything. And how can there be empowerment? And yet, if a, a young man uh, living with his parents decides to say, I'm going to move out and I'm going to live with a friend elsewhere or whatever, such things are not frowned upon. They're encouraged. But when it's a woman, it's questions like, where are you going? Who are you going to stay with? you're looking to cause trouble you're looking to get pregnant so yeah of course there are real concerns for african families but then at the end of the day you have to consider that living under someone else's care with no control over the decisions made concerning you is not exactly the most comfortable thing Thanks, Robin. Uh, I love this one. Like living under someone's roof and blah, blah, blah. It might be less empowering. And I just have a question, Kuti. So what do you think must be done or what would you want to see being done, Kuti? Uh, this, this narrative is less empowering, Ibe. Like, what do you think we can do to remove that thing? Yeguti, parents are, are like fa are like favoring the the male more than the female. Like the thing you were talking about, Yeguti, if someone wants to move out, the male anagons and then the female they have to ask you a lot of questions and all that shit. What do you think must be done, or what would you want to do? What would you want to see being done? what do you think we can do or we can help each other 
do so that we don't have the same problems tomorrow. Okay, thanks, Robin. Uh, Those are very strong points. And from what you were talking about, I came up with the conclusion, equity, it all starts with our environment. And when I say environment, I mean it starts at home and then it goes on to the areas we grow up in, the areas we live in. Kuti, Tizosika, Paku, Saimpawa, these women, uh, like you were saying, Kuti, parents might want other females to be empowered, but then don't want their own daughter to be empowered in some way, maybe because of insecurities and stuff. Uh, I think the it all goes back, Kuti, my parents, us, as the future parents, the upcoming parents, we should make sure Kuti, we empower both our our children, males and females, and make sure they understand this whole equality and empowerment thing. To an extent, Kuti, we won't even have a conversation Kuti, who's superior than the other, the male or the female, you see, that kind of thing. So the challenge that I would leave is to the parents, whether the parents work with, you know, or someone who's going to be a parent in the future, the challenge is for them to understand this this issue enough to be able to teach their children that we're all equal, such that the the next the next generation which is going to be living in these communities doesn't have to go through the same problems that we're going through because somehow maybe maybe the people we call our parents might have failed maybe they might have not tried so hard but it's now up to us if you want to see that change to make sure the next generation of of which is our children is going to be well versed in these issues so yeah thank you very much for your input robin you know what i've actually noticed kuti black parents <laughs> let me not say black people like african parents zimbabwean parents, my parents they don't talk to their kids about real life stuff you know there's this don't ask don't tell policy that just goes around you know we don't talk about the the issues that really matter it's all about and but like you don't know what i'm i've been doing all day at school it might not be anything like bad but i'm exposed to so many things and for us vascana we are i'm not saying we are exposed to so much more but we are at a greater risk of you know damage us psychologically but we can't even talk about that, those issues with our parents because I, they, I don't know if they don't want to admit that shit is happening in the world or they just don't want to think about that shit happening to their kid i'm not really sure what it is but then we just don't talk about stuff so i think it's more of what you said an insecurity but when a girl child leaves home whether at 28 whether at 18 or college 
you know there's always that thought in the back of their heads like now he's, he's, this girl child is going into the world now they're going to be exposed to so many things and they know that they didn't prepare you you know fully or maybe not fully but well enough for you to be able to handle such different situations that you might find yourself in you know when you go off to college then there's all the issues of power and you know all the guys trying to highlight you and whatnot whatnot but then at home it's as if you live you exist in isolation they don't even want to admit you're going to be exposed to all those things so I think that has more to do with the insecurity, like you said, Kuti. They want to hold you. They want to keep you at home for as long as they can so that you don't leave the nest and then be exposed, subsequently exposing them on their shortcomings when it comes to parenting. No offense. <laughs> so many things are left unsaid in African families, Kunyan, African families. You'll find that our culture does not support having certain conversations like in many households uh, sex is a taboo subject and um, yeah a lot of things are taboo to speak about even talking about uh, encounters with people of the opposite sex in terms of socially um, it will actually anger your parents if you come to them and say, ah, so-and-so approached me and said this is this and that and this and that. They don't want to hear it. So um, a lot of things, especially things that affect us, that affect our confidence as women, that affect our capacity or that affect our freedom to express ourselves, our freedom to engage in professional circles and engage in social circles uh, without feeling inadequate or feeling like you're overstepping or you're not where you're supposed to be. This is not my place. We cannot express those feelings because you're just seen as you're whining and complaining and you, you shouldn't even be there anyway. Why were you in, in that group talking to those business executives? That wasn't your place. So, yeah, um, you find that a lot of our parents, our aunts, our mothers, they worked as assistants and secretaries because that's what... Uh, society expected that if you walk into an office uh, if you walk into a building a company or whatever the boss is the man and the woman is assisting it comes from the home and translating translates into the business and goes into everything so yeah people don't talk about these things and because we don't talk about them they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Um, based upon my uh, personal experiences, I feel like the best approach to these issues is first, um, the family needs to acknowledge that once a person is an adult, they're an, adu- an adult. That is a fact that will not change simply because someone is under your roof. It doesn't change the fact that it's a full-grown adult. 
who is capable and who should be able to make his or her own decisions according to what they want to do. I think to deprive someone of that right to make choices of their own is to oppress them, is to suppress them, is to um, make, create a very unhappy adult, a very unhappy human being. So first and foremost, the family itself needs to acknowledge that regardless of being a woman, being a man, the person is an adult and an adult should be able to make their own decisions uh, if uh, everything is sound mentally yeah a person should be able to make their own decisions and to choose their own path um, that's the first thing and then the next thing is uh, people want to claim that they're enlightened and that they believe in equality and all these other things but when it comes to their loved ones or people close to them they forget these things or the rules don't apply to them it becomes a everybody else can be empowered but not my daughter or everybody else can be uh, empowered but not my sister but not my cousin, but not my, you understand. So it's a, it applies to everybody else, but when it comes to my family, the same rules don't apply. And that needs to change. I think we're very ignorant in that regard, and I think we're very, um, what's the word? We're very biased. Uh, we tend to be hypocrites because... We preach the gospel of empowerment, but when it comes to our personal people, our relatives, our sisters, daughters, cousins, nephews, nieces, it's different. The rules are different. The rules change because it's personal now. But when you're talking about somebody else's sister or somebody else's daughter, you are very vocal about preaching empowerment and freedom and choices so yeah um based upon my uh personal experiences i feel like the best approach to these issues is first um the family needs to acknowledge that once a person is an adult they're an adult an adult that is a fact that will not change simply because someone is under your roof doesn't change the fact that it's a full-grown adult who is capable and who should be able to make his or her own decisions according to what they want to do i think to deprive someone of that right to make choices of their own is to oppress them is to suppress them is to um, make create a very unhappy adult a very unhappy human being so first and foremost the family itself needs to acknowledge that regardless of being a woman being a man the person is an adult 
and an adult should be able to make their own decisions uh if uh, everything is sound mentally yeah a person should be able to make their own decisions and to choose their own path um that's the first thing and then the next thing is uh people want to claim that they're enlightened and that they believe in equality and all these other things but when it comes to their loved ones or people close to them they forget these things or the rules don't apply to them it becomes a everybody else can be empowered but not my daughter or everybody else can be uh, empowered but not my sister but not my cousin but not my you understand so it's a uh, it applies to everybody else but when it comes to my family the same rules don't apply and that needs to change i think we're very ignorant in that regard and i think we're very um what's the word we're very biased uh we tend to be hypocrites because we preach the gospel of empowerment but when it comes to our personal people our relatives our sisters daughters cousins nephews nieces it's different the rules are different the rules change because it's personal now but when you are talking about somebody else's sister or somebody else's daughter you are very vocal about preaching empowerment and freedom and choices so yeah um based upon my uh personal experiences i feel like the best approach to these issues is first um the family needs to acknowledge that once a person is an adult they're an adult an adult that is a fact that will not change simply because someone is under your roof doesn't change the fact that it's a full grown adult who is capable and who should be able to make his or her own decisions according to what they want to do i think to deprive someone of that right to make choices of their own is to oppress them is to suppress them is to um make create a very unhappy adult a very unhappy human being so first and foremost the family itself needs to acknowledge that regardless of being a woman being a man the person is an adult and an adult should be able to make their own decisions uh if uh, everything is sound mentally yeah a person should be able to make their own decisions and to choose their own path um that's the first thing and then the next thing is uh people want to claim that they're enlightened and that they believe in equality and all these other things but when it comes to their loved ones or people close to them they forget these things or the rules don't apply to them it becomes a everybody else can be empowered but not my daughter 
where everybody else can be uh, empowered, but not my sister, but not my cousin, but not my, you understand. So it's uh, it applies to everybody else, but when it comes to my family, the same rules don't apply. And that needs to change. I think we're very ignorant in that regard, and I think we're very... Um, What's the word? We're very biased. Uh, we tend to be hypocrites because we preach the gospel of empowerment. But when it comes to our personal people, our relatives, our sisters, uh, daughters, cousins, nephews, nieces, it's different. The rules are different. The rules change because it's personal now. But when you are talking about somebody else's sister or somebody else's daughter, you are very vocal about preaching empowerment and freedom and choices. So, yeah. Okay, uh, going forward, I asked Chenge in the morning what she wanted to talk about. I wanted her to be the chair of this whole thingy. But, uh, yeah she didn't but then this is what she sent me she was like i want to talk about how as young women we can shift the societal cultural religious per- perception of a woman from submissive to independent like financially sexually etc so Chenge, may you please like elaborate or tell us like this thing in detail yongo chidakita talk about like what do you want to talk about? Like the the text you want Sandra Mark saying, that's what you want to talk about. Can you tell us a bit of detail about the whole thing that you wanted to air out in these conversations? Right. So I was reading somewhere that women are not born submissive, but we are socialized into being submissive. We are told Kuti, in order to have a fulfilling life, you need to get married. You know, you need to have, like, to be able to make a house a home. You need to be under a man, you know, for kudunzi was succeed in life. You know, you should have so many years of marriage under your belt. Something like that. And it all comes down to patriarchy, you know. There was a time when women couldn't even, you couldn't even drive a car. It was for men. You couldn't even go to college, you know, tertiary education. That was for men. If you were lucky enough to be able to go, then you need your father's consent or your husband's consent to, to be able to, to go to tertiary education. So, you know, it's all about being under a man. But then what I'm saying is, can you truly be independent when you are submitting? The Bible says Mukazi should submit to her husband. But then where is the independence in that? At the same time, uh, we're saying Kuti, patriarchy says women should submit, right? But then on the flip coin, when it comes to sex, sexual, <laughs> sorry to say this, guys, I hope you, you, you all are comfortable with this. We, we Women, we want a man that that take charge, you know, we want a man that's in control, we want a man that's dominant, we get turned on by a show of power, you know, 
when it comes to sexual relations so is there a way to talk about you know uh submission in all of its complexities without buying into the perspective that's sexist or anti-feminist because we're saying Kuti, we want to be independent when it comes to the financial aspect of it when it comes to the political the economic the educational but then now when it comes to the sexual part of it we want to submit so then where does the line blur where do we draw the line to say this is voluntary submission and then this is patriarchal submission can we even talk about voluntary submission like is that even a thing <laughs> to say it's voluntary submission i hope you guys get where i'm coming from and get what i'm saying what i'm trying to say what i would regards to submission i think there is a way to go about it that doesn't give us any problems and when i'm talking about submission i'm not talking about someone who gets into a marriage looking for financial aid I'm not talking about that that type of a person. That type of a person is dependent upon that husband of theirs because that husband of theirs gives them livelihood. So if that husband says, jump, that person will jump. When we're talking about submission, we're talking about a reasonable person who is self-sustaining. That's an independent person that I'm talking about. But that person chooses, that person chooses, the, the, the word being chooses they choose to be under the authority of another person and what they choose to do under that authority is to take the vision in the direction of that person so the role of a father in a family is to point the family in the direction it's supposed to go so the father is supposed to be the most spiritual person in the house he's supposed to be the most economically sound person in the house he's supposed to be the most socially acceptable person in the house he's supposed to be the most politically sound person in the house the fathers are supposed to be the priests of the house they lead they're supposed to be the example not to say that the woman is not good enough but the reason why she's in this position is to promote the order in the family so that there is a clear chain of how things go a chain of command but the same way chris you see the same way christians pray to god for their sustenance doesn't mean that christians are not independent they are independent they can sit down and they can think they can make decisions but they choose to submit themselves to a god and pray to him and then they depend upon them and this is what i call interdependence you are independent but you depend on someone else for some things so that's how submission should be like not saying that since he's a man he should get these benefits and after he gets those benefits he should act as arbitrarily as, as he wants being a man is supposed to be a responsibility it's supposed to be something that makes them or makes a man be more responsible and what i've noticed is if a person is responsible if a person is honorable no one struggles with being under their rule you can even look at the governments around the world the most gentle governments have got the most law-abiding citizens they are and then the opposite is true so that's how we go about the issue of submission men are supposed to pay play an important role in being role models and that's how easily it can be for women to submit under their under their the authority and that doesn't mean that when women are under the authority they're supposed to be robots who just follow their orders they too still have a role 
in their role is supporting and by supporting i'm not saying they should just be saying yes baby this is how we do this they're not supposed to be yes people they can challenge decisions they can challenge the direction they can lead the conversation but at the end of the day they should look upon their men and they should be a reasonable person to come to a, a decision that is sound and the woman can ac accept if she doesn't accept that then she has the right to say no that's what we're trying to make out of submission but we shouldn't have double standards of saying yeah you know um women should do this but they shouldn't respect in such cases they shouldn't respect in cases whereby we can clearly say that this man is not doing his job but the problem in society is people have taken how the family works and they've put it everywhere else in society now in a business a man feels that he's supposed to be better than a woman but the family dynamics are different from corporate dynamics and so family dynamics and society dynamics are different that's what people don't understand oh wow uh i don't know don't you think those are like double standards like <laughs> so important god some other people just want to be part of the conversation because we are in in this empowerment feminism thing blah 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 a lot of these things that have to do with empowering women but then when it comes to other issues they they like have double standards our charities our fundraiser fully I, i i don't know how to answer that one but i personally feel like once you you're talking about empowerment you have to be empowered in all aspects whether it's sexually whether it's financially whether it's educationally whether it's whatever you have to be to be like empowered crazy that type of thing and yeah also coming back to to the bible thing you're talking about ah I don't really know for sure. I'm still looking for answers. I always say this to people in life we're looking for answers and from the Bible I know it says women should like it says like men are the head of the house but it doesn't say men are superior to women. Correct me if I'm wrong. If there's maybe a verse that says that I'm saying this because I'm sure everyone is Christian. Some speaking from a Christian point of view, but then my Bible doesn't say males are superior to women. It says males are the head of the house in a marriage. And that's that. So, yeah, maybe someone will have to school me if there's a verse that I skipped and didn't see that said men were superior to women, which is why I think some some religious groups are pushing the the wrong message to say women are supposed to be under the males thank you very much chenge for that one the word of god says uh wives submit to your husbands and it also says husbands love your wives just as christ loved the church so there's two things but at the center of everything the word of god i think emphasizes respect one respect for human life one respect for each other and it emphasizes love so i do believe that society has taken this biblical submission um although in the bible itself there are elements because of course you know the the authors were human 
uh, however inspired by the Holy Spirit they, they may have been, but they were human. But um, I do believe that because of society, there is such a thing as toxic submission. Because um, in all honesty, in every household, even as we were growing up, you know, there was a head of the family. I remember as a child growing up that if somebody said, Amena, Kona did, we knew that it was it was yeah going to be lit but yeah anyway um i understand why a lot of people have especially women have a lot of bitterness um uh surrounding the topic of submission because um i think over the years men have taken advantage of this uh what do I call it? They've taken advantage of this thing that uh, has been set as a, an expectation in relationships between spouses. They've taken advantage of it and polluted it and made it into something that's corrupted. And, yeah, it then becomes difficult to defend something that can cause so much pain, so much grief, um, and so much uh, havoc has surrounded the topic of submission. And so my thoughts on it are, um, if you subscribe to that, just ensure that you don't lose yourself in trying to be somebody's wife and submitting to a person as a wife um, because it can become abusive um i i still want to go back to this one thing um it really irks me to be honest that we have to uh, categorize things and say um women's rights because I don't know if you guys have seen um, the posts that go around when people are saying human's rights uh, human rights are women uh, you? women's rights are human rights right um, I don't think I've ever in a conversation with someone heard anyone say men's rights because a man is just a man and his rights are protected already. But because women are these people who have been deprived and like um, the, the, the other lady was saying, uh, uh, Chenge, like Chenge was saying um, that uh, at some point, women were not allowed to vote. Women were not allowed to move around on their own. Women were not uh, allowed to even have a license or go to school without consent or, yeah. Uh, so these are things that have been taken away from us that we should have had because we qualify under the category of human being. So by virtue of me being a human being and also being female, I should be able to have access to things that my brother has. 
access to so yeah these are the things that uh, really bother me that we have to speak of women's rights why can can they not be just human rights and why the mere fact that we have to speak of women's rights but there's no issue or there there's never been i've never encountered anyone say men's rights the mere fact that we have to categorize women's rights as women's rights it already shows us that there's a problem in society because titori vanwagato separate is a separate entity we are grouped and banded together even with children when we speak of children's rights human rights doesn't speak of men's rights it speaks of women's rights it speaks of children's rights but men's rights just fall under human's rights so yeah uh, thanks Robin for that one uh, good thing is today we're this chat room uh, on clubhouse and this other lady was talking about was answering the same question like right now why do they say women's rights are human rights and we never talk about men's rights and all that and she was like it's because women have been deprived of their rights and been suppressed for so long that right now we have to preach that gospel because they also have rights. We are not preaching about men's rights because their rights are not being violated as much as the women's rights are being violated. So in most, she was saying in most cases, you fi- you'll find that most victims of rape are females, most victims of domestic violence are females and all that stuff, which brings us to a point where men's rights are not as violated violated as the women's rights are so that's why we always push this issue a good thing women's rights women's rights and we don't talk about men's rights that much it doesn't mean that the men don't have rights but then their rights are already protected like he their stuff is almost straight obviously nothing is perfect but their stuff is almost straight and the females rights and everything they do is not yet as celebrated and strong as the males are so that's why we're always like women's rights women's rights every now and then and not always preaching about men's rights so i hope that answers your question i hope one day with Zaganaka but yeah that's what i understood from what this lady was telling me i forgot her name but it was very insightful she answered my question and now i know why we always preach about women's rights every time more than we do about what the men's rights so yeah thank you for that i hope my contribution you know but Okay, uh, going forward, I asked Chenge in the morning what she wanted to talk about. I wanted her to be the chair of this whole thingy, but uh, yeah, she didn't. But then this is what she sent me. She was like, I want to talk about how as young women we can shift 
the societal, cultural, or religious perception of a woman from submissive to independent, like financially, sexually, etc. So, Chenge, may you please like elaborate or tell us like this thing in detail. Yongo Chidakita talk about like what do you want to talk about? Like the the text you want to send that's what you want to talk about. Can you tell us a bit of detail about the whole thing that you wanted to air out in these conversations? Okay. Um with regards to what Chancer just said, I think there's something that has been missing in almost all of the women's rights pitches that I've had as long as I can remember. In every pitch, there has never been anyone who has stood up to mention that whilst we're spending all these hours trying to empower women to feel comfortable in their own skin, we also have to pay attention to the men who are supposed to respond to this doctrine of empowerment. Because if we spend so many hours trying to amp up the self-worth, the confidence, the self-esteem of these women, and don't spend enough energy educating the men who are going to respond to this empowerment doctrine. What we have is a group of women trying to be affirmative and to assert their new position. Actually, let's not call it a new position. Asserting the position they've always had ever since this world was created. And they're trying to assert that position on a gender that basically is resistant to that and a gender that is not ready to accept that. If you read in psychology, there is a phrase that, is, that goes um, masculinity in crisis. This phrase basically describes a period that we are going through at the moment. It started in 19, or during the First World War. While men were out there dying in the battlefield, the factories needed someone to run them. So women started to go into the factories and work. So what happened is when the men came back, they were war veterans, of course, but they didn't have jobs. Jobs had been given to women. And as a result, that's when this new conversation started. So what we are doing constantly is talking about women this, women that, women this, women that. And what we do is we continue having this conversation without addressing the men on how to handle these empowered women is. We are creating scared men, timid men, men who are afraid, men who are suffering a crisis. Because I will tell you one thing, after we finished, like my class after we finished, um, there were a lot of people who were getting jobs and most of those people were women and that's something that's happening that's going to continue happen and the clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson was saying the same thing that if you continue looking around you will notice that classes are constantly now being filled with women there are less men going to school so this thing called masculinity in crisis it's still a theory. It's, it's been a theory that's been discussed over a long period. It's a reality for most men. So if we spend a lot of time also not looking at these men who are dealing with these, with these women who are becoming empowered, I think we lose so much. We lose a big 
piece of this movement of this transformation of a new world where we can have a society that doesn't discriminate on the basis of gender so we have to take time to hold men's conferences and in those men's conferences the speakers are women who are empowered and there is a sample group of different women who are empowered in their different ways in beats uh, social political economic and then they address men on how to handle these women because that's the problem we are having we are not having a movement that is accepted by both genders there's one gender that's fighting for freedom and that's and there's one gender that feels that if there is the attainment of freedom there is the reduction or the they are deprived of their position of power yet all the movement is trying to do is to just have equality so that's something we have to deal with yeah thank you for this one too i actually feel like we definitely need men to be educated on these things and how to deal with women who are empowered and all that stuff because at the end of the day we don't want our great great grandchildren who are male to be in the same position that women were in in like 50 100 years ago the type of thing you know whereby women are going to to be in power and are going to be at a level where they feel like they are superior to men now and men have to start again uh trying to empower each other that that will be just like a cycle which keeps going on and on and on so i feel like if we don't include men in these conversations we're going to end up with that same problem which women had a few years back but then they said this time it's going to be a problem for the males so yeah th that's just something i wanted to add on to your point could you let's make sure with the men are included in these conversations could tisa zola and have the same problems again in the years to come um again when it comes to this whole resistance from the men thing i feel like it all just goes back to insecurity because men feel like oh if we accept this whole gender equality thing if we accept this whole empowerment thing then the women are going to start ruling us and they're going to start taking our jobs and taking our roles in the family or whatever and they're going to be disrespectful a lot of people talk about how hey you know anotonga or whatever and that's just toxic it's also toxic masculinity in a way because you want to keep yourself in a position in a position of always having the upper hand over someone else and always being the one that has you know the advantage which is not fair and is unrealistic because life doesn't work that way you sometimes you're up sometimes you're down sometimes someone else is at a better position than you and sometimes you are at a better position tables turn things 
happen in different ways you can't always be uh, at an advantage it has to balance at some point so at some point the scales have to balance out and so i agree completely with what you said and uh yeah i do think that uh, we need to start educating men to not be so um absorbed in the dynamics of you know the power and the and the and the advantage or the i don't know something along those lines and not just be consumed with if i allow uh, her to think that she has the, all this freedom then she's going to start disrespecting me we need to just throw that out in the trash because respect comes when respect is given so yeah exactly like i've only listened to part of what you say but yeah i agree this issue of women empowerment isn't only a women's issue it's also a men's issue it's pointless to talk about let's empower women let's empower women you know without involving the men in the conversation you know the fight to empower women should not be a fight against men i always say this to people being a feminist should not mean you're anti-men it's simply you know you are for the equality between men and women people should really do away with this mentality that you you can't be for men you can't be for women if you are also for men no it's not i'm a feminist but i'm not anti-men i love men i love you guys so much but you know i'm just trying to fight for equality for fairness but it doesn't mean i'm trying to wipe out the male species also my probably this could be my last contribution i posted this this morning that um the second best thing that will help us to get the empowerment of women after awareness campaigns or protests is women striving to become competent individuals in society i put that on my status today and most people some people were affected by this and i would like to maybe put this out there so that people can understand my point of view i, I believe that the best way to shut people up and to shut doubters up is by being competent at what you're doing. If you're good at what you're doing, they cannot deny you for long. They can't. So instead of women just basically sitting down and crying to get this alleviation in process, they should also be striving at the same time with the same intensity to be competent at whatever it is that they are doing and wherever they want to be recognized as people because at the end of the day when they get these rights what's going to be put to task is how good are they how well can they perform this task and if they are given this task and they do not perform it properly the naysayers will start to say this is why we didn't give them a position in the first place so they have to be willing after they get that opportunity to prove their worth and the scrutiny they're going to receive is not going to be equal to that of the men right uh i get what you're driving at 
Um, but I just want to say that um, women's competence has never been in question until uh, we started talking about equality and empowerment. Then women's uh, competence or incompetence was brought into the equation like oh if they get empowered are they competent can they do it so um you really have to be careful with that perspective because uh it can be taken as you are implying that women are not showing that they are competent when they are given the opportunities so that's why people are resisting uh, women's empowerment but in all honesty women are competent they are very competent in most cases even more competent than men in a professional setting um, however because they haven't had as many opportunities as men to show their competence is then put in question oh but can she do it but is she capable of running such a big corporation how can we be sure? I mean, after all, she is a woman. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I believe that women are very competent. They've been competent, but they have not be been given the, the opportunities to show their competence. And as a result, it's now being brought to question when it's been there all along. So, yeah. I know that um, when it comes to uh, empowerment you're empowering because you know that someone is capable of uh, doing something right and it their competence should never been in, should never be in question if you're empowering because competence is also a built thing you build it up it doesn't just happen overnight like you don't just wake up with work experience uh, that's why some of us when we're applying for jobs we're not getting them because we don't have the five years experience but uh, how then do i get the experience if i never get the chance so yeah right i think the other issue with this narrative of are we comp competent enough for these opportunities also has is suggestive of we have women have to prove themselves like let's give them this opportunity let's put them in positions of power and then as men we're going to sit back and watch and we're going to observe what they're going to do with that position meaning we have no room to make mistakes we have no room for growth we have no room to learn but then it should be more of support us as women give us the opportunity and then you support us not then sit back and watch us try to prove ourselves to you no it's, it shouldn't be like that i think after all has been said and done personally what i would love to see happening in this world you know i would really like for people to be able to have honest and open conversations about stuff especially in these african households like let's talk and let's be real with it you know because this issue of ignoring stuff and just sweeping it under the rug and pretending it's not happening 
in a lot of instances okay like in Nangu I I really think this issue of teenage pregnancies and this backyard abortions and stuff not could really be avoided if we could just have open and honest conversations with our caregivers about sex and sexual issues but anyway that's an issue for another day so it's it's going to take a long a long long time for us to erase history and change people's perceptions about those issues of submission and patriarchy and you know women's rights and whatnot but if we could just have open and honest conversations and just talk about this stuff and as well as um try not try but you know do our best to teach this this young generation you know the importance of equality you know the importance of being fair when it comes to gender roles balances whatever so that by the time they grow up and they are the parents you know it's already instilled in them they can also change instill in their kids we are all equal men and women we are all equal we should be afforded the same rights our rights should be protected by us the women by us the men because we are we are humans you know we are all created by the same person so let's just enjoy our rights equally i think that's what i would like to see happening in this world let's teach the younger generation let's change the perspectives let's do away with this societal prescribed gender roles and taboos and let's just do better anyway to close off my thoughts as we um come down to the end of um, our discussion are that um, women, men uh, at the end of the day we're all human beings and we breathe we eat, we sleep we bleed uh, crimson and uh, we all want to feel at the end of the day like we're valued as people we're valued as we are, regardless of what I look like or um, what my anatomy does or my physical capabilities. We all want to feel like we're useful, like we're appreciated, like our presence is acknowledged in society. And so as we move forward, I just want us to just validate the fact that women are human beings, women are people, they feel pain, they are strong, they are intelligent, they are capable, and they are beautiful. They are also soft and feminine and nurturing and caring. And yes, there's two sides to every person. Men can be sensitive too, men can be emotional too. Men can take care of children too. We shouldn't confine each other in these boxes of what we're expected to do um, by society, by family, by, you know, religion. We shouldn't confine each other because our uh, 
possibilities are endless our capabilities are immeasurable as human beings before we speak of men and women and children and yes so that is my conclusion on all of this um thank you for a very stimulating discussion conversation how it was brief but um i learned a lot thank you all right and now when they finally get that position they should be able to prove to everybody why they are competent which is why i'm happy when i see women who ascend to these positions and they have to fight through it and then they prove to everybody else that they are capable of doing these tasks which is why i always tell people that scotty in an issue that has to do with property law if i were to choose between tabani mpofu and uh, advocate mayor quite frankly i'll choose advocate mayor why because she taught me property law and i have complete confidence in in her ability in property law and me choosing her has got nothing to do with her gender it is everything to do with the fact that she is competent and she can do that job and i trust that she is so in the world that we're going to or the world that is before us it's a world that values competence over everything else of course there are some cases here and there where they basically can be improvements but the thing is the reason why you would choose the service provider you are choosing today be it econet be it tail one be it uh, whatever service provider isp that you choose is based on its competence the reason why we most people feel like they have reached the pinnacle of mobile phones when they buy iphone is because it's well known for its quality and even if it was discovered that it was women who are designing this thing and doing everything to do with iphone people wouldn't stop buying iphone no even if people discovered that the people who are uh, creating Lamborghinis are all women, people wouldn't stop because people basically love good work. So that's what I can say for women. The best way of proving all these stereotypes, all these boxes, all of these confinements is just basically being competent. And when they are um, injustices, like I said, um, it's the second best thing competence is the second best thing of fighting this whole pandemic of patriarchy abusing women the first port of of call obviously are awareness campaigns so if you're doing your things well properly and then you still find out that you're being abused i think my sister it's time for you to go to the first route the first route is always making sure that you make it known you speak out and you get a following of people who also agree that you should be given adequate respect because you are a woman and also because you are competent and you should not be discriminated or you should not be judged extra just because you are a woman i think that will be my last contribution for the night but we must also bear in mind guys that there are a lot of men men out there who are in positions of power but they're very incompetent and are failing dismally at doing the jobs that they've been hired to do and nobody says anything or questions their competence it's just like a common thing like that's how they do things that's how they operate like it's not questioned and it doesn't uh, 
place a, 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 a what can I say? It doesn't um, tarnish men as a whole. But if one woman, just one woman, in a higher up position, does something uh, uh, that shows a great amount of incompetence, it becomes this huge thing. Like, oh my gosh, why did she do that? Oh, she's just an embarrassment to all women. It becomes this terrible thing. But if it's a man, it's like, ah, it's, it, boys will be boys. Like, it's just what men do. But if it's a woman, it becomes this huge thing. So I think it's a double standard to expect uh, this immaculate, spectacular competence from women, 100%, but not expect the same from men. It's like you're setting a different bar already that women have to have a higher expectation of competence than uh, a men. So we have to be careful when we are setting these standards because some of these standards are oppressive. This is the issue. We shouldn't be doing it that way. If it's normal, let it just be normal. Why must it have these standards and regulations and expectations and conditions kuti alright sakamkapiwa zvinzvimbo zvacho mufana kuri atidza kuti zveshuwa mapiwa for a reason that's not in any way shape or form fair just give the person the job based on their capabilities professionally just as you would when hiring a male uh, for a position and allow them to do their job they make a mistake they make a mistake and they face whatever they face just like as a man would face the same thing don't make it this thing where if a woman makes a mistake it's huge and bigger than if a man made this very same exact mistake that's where the thing is i think comparison is killing women empowerment because it's already setting standards that makes it more difficult for women to excel. It's like at every stage, we're just being given, we're just be facing these barriers that block us from excelling. We, f- we are oppressed. We fight for freedom. We get empowered. But when we're empowered, we have to reach a certain bar or if you live up to these expectations so that we are worthy of our empowerment it's just so what's the point you know if i must work to get out of my sh- my shackles only to get into more shackles i can't be free when i'm supposed to be free so what's the point Actually, now that you brought that up, I think I get you, your point of view. It feels like it's a constant cycle that puts women on the spot every time. And I've also noticed the same things, that there are so many men who basically are incompetent to, to, to basically do every nerve, every cell in their body, but they, they don't get some stick for that. And I feel like reason why i give women this advice that they should fight to have 
sort of an impossible standard of him of immaculate um competences because while we are trying to turn the wheel around or away from all of this extreme scrutiny and all of this um oppression on their side we want to also prove a point that the reason why women have been disrespected all these years is not because they couldn't do it and when they get into those positions and they show that they are competent there is no better proof and in as much as i understand there is an enslavement that is there in the process i think it will go a long way in the future in the future men or boys will no longer squirm when they hear that a woman is in power because of a good track record that's just my point i'm not saying that we should be in a position of expecting crazy standards from women but at the point where we are at right now for us to get to a point where we move on and women are recognized as being inherently competent not based on their gender is because we have to be in a position of bracing for this challenge that's there because there is a lot of insecurities as you've mentioned that we are fighting against and the only way we can beat those insecurities is if we actually show on our part the results that we are trying to get people to notice that women actually can do these things that's just my point otherwise i think you have some strong points when it comes to this huge double standards that's always been there because I, I too have actually gotten to a place where I just understand that even some things that are happening in my countries because of certain male candidates who basically are generally competent and they can sleep well at night after doing those things. I've actually gotten to a point of accepting. In as much as women empowerment is a collective effort it's also an individual fight we can't be calling for women empowerment and you know opportunities positions of power when as individuals we we are not uh equipped with the skills i think that's what i'm trying to that's what i understand from what you're saying could you but then you know nicks what to do with that chigar like it just doesn't make any sense so individually be confident have some um, some ambition do away with this mentality of being a victim and this in inferiority complex whatever it's called and then just have goals work towards your goals and then be empowered you know my video game i equity uh, in fact no you know these uh websites that tell you just uh okay do one more thing and then you get uh, extra rewards or extra points to be able to uh, buy something or to be able to to win something right it's the same thing as saying okay if we give women empowerment then they have to show their competence it's like you've given someone a, a brand new shiny like you've given a child a shiny toy and then you tell that child 
unofana undiratidza kuti hauikanganisi ah Uh, in Anguka, <laughs> my thoughts are just like this. All right. Taba, power oppression, taenda by empowerment. I now have uh, more opportunities and I get access to things that I normally wouldn't have gotten access to had I not been uh, an empowered woman. Um, all right. Tashika pa empowerment yachu. And now the expectation is competence. Okay, I'm competent. So what's next? What's the next expectation? After that, it's going to be fine. She's competent, but uh, can she maintain the competence? Is it going to be, uh, uh, is it a long lasting thing or is it just for show? And then if I am, am able to maintain it, they'll be like, okay, fine. So let's test her. Let's test her and see if she's faced with a challenge. Can she pull through? Can she even do it? So it means the tests are never ending. Because once you know that I'm competent, are you going to be satisfied with the fact that I'm competent? Or do you want to set another standard so that I keep proving myself over and over and over again? But again... I guess uh, both men and women have these standards and expectations. Uh, uh, for men, if they fail to take care of their families, if they fail to take care of the, 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 their business, or the, if they fail to succeed and uh, attain financial security, then they're judged and shunned by society. They're seen as worthless. So I understand that men too have pressure and have a lot to prove and are constantly proving themselves as men and validating their position in society. Uh, it's a constant thing. So I guess expectations will always be there of both men and women. But I just feel like if when it comes to empowerment, just empower and don't then add the whole competence angle. Just empower. If she's competent, she's competent. If she's not, she's not. I feel like opportunity is opportunity, regardless of what happens after the opportunity uh, arises. Uh, because men also get jobs and go on to prove their competence or otherwise. In the same token, women should also, it should just be a normal thing that if a woman is empowered, she's able to do things without judgment, without fear, without people looking at her a certain way and thinking, why would she do that? That's not her place. That's the thing. The point of empowerment I just had an oh wow moment, like a eureka moment. The point of empowerment is I already should have had access to this particular thing or these particular things because I am a woman, but most importantly, because I'm a human being, I should have had these things. But now I'm getting these things but later on, after people before me, women before me, were deprived of these things. You understand? 
So, yeah. I feel like as a woman, personally, I am going to take up spaces and take up uh, positions and not be afraid, not be fearful, not worry about what people are going to think. Like, if I make too much money, who's going to marry me? Like, do men even have problems like that kind of it's actually the opposite the more money a man has the more uh, women want to be with that person but for a woman if she's well off and has a great job and has all this money one she's vulnerable to exposing herself to people with the wrong intentions two she intimidates people men particularly she intimidates and she comes off as too strong, too independent. Uh, women want, uh, men want something weak that they can tame and control. Um, when they start to feel that position of power being threatened, then they start to, you know, back off or they start to use force and all these other horrible methods to try and tame. Uh, what they feel like is untamable. But anyway, yeah, we could go on forever. I think I should just stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel you and I understand where you're coming from. And I get that you, 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 you're for it, but you want uh, to be able to, to, to shut up the haters, essentially. So yeah, I get you. And I do encourage that if women take up the boss positions, yes, show that we should have been having these positions and we've been competent all along, but these dudes just didn't want to see it to begin with. So, yeah. I have a question for you guys, Chanza and uh, Stavo. As men, do you guys feel like... um, you are also fighting for the empowerment of women or you may be willingly or unwillingly perpetuating um, the inequalities, the patriarchy, the abuse. Do you have friends or family that you feel like they need help, they need to be educated? on these issues so that um, they stop certain behaviors that you may notice is perpetuating this inequality. Yeah, in response to your question, I I personally have been in cases or I still am in cases where I see the traits of the old patriarchy. It, it traces its head a lot of times and I see it and some cases you can say something some cases you can't because generally i i have a reputation for being basically non no nonsense i usually speak out a lot but at times it's hard when it's someone who's close to you it's a a relative who's older though those are complicated cases where you have to pick up that person and they're a guy and you're supposed to straighten them out. It's, it's kind of difficult. These conversations are hard to have, especially in our society where basically adults have been given this position of superiority whereby kids are not supposed to question adults and adults are basically this source of all wisdom that never fails. So it's kind of hard to deal with these situations. And sometimes I'm quiet. 
most of the times and I've actually taken rather to writing my, my my frustrations down and when I get the chance I'll probably publish this stuff so that other people can if they can't hear my voice physically they can read it from a paper because that's how sometimes it's, it's, it's you can are able to um, <clears throat> communicate with a person by having them to read your thoughts or that's why also when Chance is good podcast on i actually go there and express my 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 feelings because i believe i had to grow out of this old perspective of men just being superior by just being born in the agenda i used to have that belief as well but it took it it took some pains to 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 get out of that to to get out of that that way of thinking It, it took a lot because when you are forced when this is forced by a society part of you begins to believe it so it starts at a young age and you are put through this this channel where the information is put inside your head but as i grew up i began to question so many things to do with life and that's when i came to this whole position of trying to understand why things are the way they are so from my um, experience trying to get out of this this box I can tell how hard it's going to be for some men. So sometimes that's why it's hard for me to approach these people because I know that the first stages when you come across these people, the first stages are very difficult because you have to basically unwind years of childhood and start to new to to create a new narrative and that can be very very hard. It takes some time. It really takes time. Uh I've had like three or four people ask me this question today it's like you guys have got a script you got more questions again i say but yeah uh we are obviously fighting for the empowerment of women in in some way like doing this show together nemi the gospel we push it forward and even with our friends sometimes we get to talk about things which are based on the empowerment of you guys and some other things along those lines so yes we are we are talking about it we are fighting the fight that you're fighting and we are on the side i like this response because then it means you understand the struggle you understand how hard it it is to change this mentality in a family setting now imagine on the world stage mawan it's really a struggle and as an individual you can only do so much but you have to put in the effort male female we all have to strive towards gender equality this generation we claim to be woke we claim to be to have this knowledge all this knowledge and all these hopes and dreams and we may not be around 30 years from now 50 years from now but i can only hope kuti the kids 30 years from now they won't be having any of these issues you know we are fighting so hard to create a world that we would like to be living in right now 
it's gonna take years it's gonna take a long long maybe centuries even but our efforts today will not go unnoticed our effort today is what's gonna is a, is a step you know towards that future that we are hopeful that we are hoping for it's a step in a journey of a thousand steps all i can say is this no one is born a chauvinist no one is born a misogynist these are things or cultures which are taught to someone as they are growing up i wasn't born as a chauvinist from birth i wasn't i had a clear mind an open mind there was nothing in it but as i was growing the things happening around me started to mold me into the person that i was the only thing that got me out of those beliefs was reading and beginning to follow other people psychologists on how they basically view the world and that reading and all that new information began to make an impression on me so the only way we can change some of these things is if we change the parenting that's how i believe things can actually qualitatively can change if the parenting changes then we start a different generation because it's going to be hard to convince people it's very hard I'll, I'll take you from my experience it was very very hard because it's coming from a position of familiarity going to a position that you don't know of and that can cause a lot of stress even though the task is hard it must be done but the only reason why i managed to go through the process was i actually wanted to go through the process i'm not sure there are many people out there who actually want to go through the process of stepping away from who they were told they were to be a person who they are told they should be and that person who they are told they should be is not a person who should be superior to the other gender it's going to be very hard so if you want to move to a point where we get to that point we have to sacrifice a lot of things there is a lot of hard work that needs to be done from an individual perspective and to a collective perspective and the only way we can do that is if everybody plays their role if there are few people who are lagging behind then the society is not going to change we're going to continue having this conversation this whole conversation just reminds me of the race question can you believe it that 2021 we still have racial problems the only reason why we have those racial problems is because not everyone is playing their role and if you are not careful the same way the racial question has continued for so long and it hasn't been solved it's the same way this issue of gender can continue if we don't all play our role that's just how it's going to be and we have to brace for that is a possibility because of our nonchalance and our negligence we have to do something and if we don't do it now if we don't do it then then we're not doing anything for ourselves and our future generations we have people when we to sell mashuri you know we have people who but why do we even fight for this gender equality where nothing has been changing it's almost the same as why do we keep voting when nothing changes, you continue doing your part. You just continue doing the best that you can. 
we're saying we need more female representation in parliament and politics and whatnot. But because here I see a doctor, minister or I see a doctor counselor, they don't even see the need for it. You know, it's their fight, it's not my fight. But then they don't realize Kuti it's 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 all systematic. You know, we are trying to break the the will, the cycle of systematic oppression against women. So everyone has to continue doing their part. Yo, this has been a lot. Well, thanks guys for all the the things you've been saying, all the input and stuff. Uh, I feel like we should just keep on fighting whatever battles we are fighting and try by all means to change the world, not to change people. It's so difficult to change a mono. So sometimes if you see could you can change someone, make sure you you try to make them see the the bigger picture and maybe for the coming generations they can learn from us to to like repeat the same mistakes that we've done back then so we don't have to to fight like the same battle twice so thank you very much for doing this guys that's the show uh hope to talk to you about more empowerment issues again sometime someday since we have like this whole month to talk about these issues thank you very much for everything ciao praise publicly criticize privately i don't believe in change because character isn't constant bro knowledge is power i am happy with who i am god is never late criticize privately don't judge just look the other way i don't want people to decide what winning means for me i'm kind of good i know that it's Knowledge is power. Wait for God to bless you.